0: My friend and brother, P.D. von der Westhausen, has traveled all the way from South Africa to be with us today, <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's a slight exaggeration, but in the grand scheme of things, that's the truth, and uh, a lot of y'all know him, love him, and Christina and their ministry, Rise on Fire, I think so often when I read their stuff and watch their stuff, and they're always, it's, it's always amazing to me how very close to the center of the heart of what the Spirit is speaking about. That, that Those are the things that they're talking about and reaching into. And It's so important for us, especially in this movement, the Messianic movement, whatever you want to call it. That like As we rise in truth, we also have to rise with the Spirit. And understanding that you do not get one without the other. If you think you have the truth, but there's no spirit of God inside of it, you don't have the truth. You've just adopted another religion. And on the other side, if you have this spiritual experience, you know, there's so many people in the world today that talk, oh, I'm not religious, but I'm just a spiritual person. If you have spirit, but it isn't the truth, Yeshua is the truth, the word is truth. If it doesn't have truth, You may be spiritual, but it's not the Spirit of God. And so I appreciate their ministry. I'd encourage you to like them, follow them. You can go to riseonfire.com and figure out how to connect with them and learn more and support them in their work as they travel around this world, teaching people just to really pursue the things of God. But Petey is here today to share with us on whatever's on his heart. I've extended the invitation years ago. Come on, Petey. Thank you, brother. I don't want to disappoint you, but when
1: I was praying about this and asking, Lord, what am I going to speak about? He told me, Petey, you're not going to be able to prepare for this. And so, so I stand here quite, I guess, applicable to the topic, which I want to talk to you about how to walk in the spirit. But I stand here having had the father rob me of all preparation and saying "Peter, i want you to teach on something but you need to walk by example here because sometimes when we look at the scriptures we see incredible things happen and it didn't come because someone studied for five hours and gave a speech on what they found even though I love studying and I spend so much time on the word preparing for sermons things of that nature I cannot ignore the fact that when when Peter was standing in Acts chapter 2. We see him standing up and explaining what had just happened with everyone speaking in tongues. And, and he gives this eloquent sermon on Joel the prophet and the last days and what the spirit of God is doing. And how could he have prepared for that? Or when, when he's, he's standing there and there's this man and he's lame and, and Peter out of his mouth comes the words, rise up and walk. Like how could he have prepared for that? You know, or when when Yeshua is on the water, and they see him from afar, and eventually Yeshua calls them to join him on the water, like how could he have prepared for that? You know, and so I stand here today, and 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 I feel that the Father is calling us to really step into a deeper place of trust, because that's really what this is. Let's be honest, like this, and I can I can tell you right now, it's a little like. Like I don't did, I have all my notes perfectly laid out. I'm a little scared, like, God, oh, what are you going to do here? Are you going to show up? Are you going to, Holy Spirit, are you going to, like, speak through me? Like, you know, there's all of these questions that our flesh always brings about. So when God calls us like he did Peter, what we first see is that Yeshua's far wolf on the water, and the disciples, they say, what is that? Is that a ghost? And you know, I don't know what the first century mind is and all of it and what they would exactly think, but but I imagine that they were kind of scared. I imagine they were kind of like, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if it's good. I'm not sure if it's evil. I don't know what it is. I'm scared. And then as Yeshua comes closer, suddenly they recognize him. Suddenly they see in his eyes he is who he is, the Lord of Lord, the king of the world, the one who is now walking on water and all of nature is bowing down before him. But then when he calls him out on the water, there is still in Peter, even at that moment of, of recognizing who he is, who's, and that's where we are, we've recognized who he is. But then when he calls us on the water, it's okay. Okay, God, I know you are who you say you are, I know you have rulership over the water and nature and everything around me in this world, but I don't know if you can really show up this way. And so, of course, Peter starts sinking. But Yeshua, I just imagine, grabs a hold of him and says, well, I've got you. See, there's, there's some of us who, no matter what, there's many things that, that cause us to have this seed of doubt this seed of unbelief, this uncertainty, this, this God, can I fully trust you in this? And for some of that, perhaps that's the fact that you suffered trauma, you suffered a bad experience, you suffered a betrayal by man. And so it's easy for us to, to look at how we have been treated or what we have gone through in this life and see, use that as the lens by which we see, and may I dare say, even judge the Father as to whether we can trust Him. And maybe, maybe it is simply that you, you experience great depressions, stresses. Uh, uh, you, have a, you have something that you're battling in your life and you feel like, Well, God, if I'm still battling this, how can I do this other thing for you? I mean, I'm still over there. But Peter, considering him where he is, he is still about later to betray Yeshua by denying him. He's he's still got a place to go in faith and growth. But that doesn't stop Yeshua from calling him to the impossible. But Peter had to realize this, that it is not by my strength. It is not by what I can do. It's not going to be by by my works in of itself. It's going to be by surrender. It's going to be by saying, God, I don't know how this works. I'm not going to pretend to understand. But God, I'm going to actually trust you in this, that I am going to be carried by you, even in this. And so as we begin this conversation, my question to you is, is are you, if you want to walk like Yeshua did, are you going to do what Yeshua did? And that is to trust the Father even when things don't fully make sense. Even when you can't wrap your head around it or fully understand it. See, Yeshua, he came to these men and they were fishermen. That's the first like big question, right? Like, why me, God? I'm sure Peter thought. And And, and to be honest, if I may just connect this with my, my own story just to, for a little bit I do consider myself a fisherman I remember when I was a young boy primary school uh, grade what three four or fives in South Africa and I remember looking to my peers right I had one friend wow he's such such a good gymnast like, and then this other friend, like, he becomes the head boy, and he's so smart. Everyone loves him, and wow, I'm, like, so, like, wow, like, he's so gifted, and I have this other friend, he's so good at playing tennis, and I have this other friend, he's he's just popular, he's just, he's just everyone loves him, you know, so I have all these friends, and I look at myself, and I'm like, okay, what am I good at? So I go, and I go and try to play tennis, and, I, and I'm just, I'm just not good at that. And then I go and I, I try and study like super hard because I want to get better marks. And, and I just don't, my marks are pretty average, to be honest. And I go and I try and play some cricket. That's something we do in South Africa. But you know I'm, I'm the last guy that gets called up and half the time I don't even get to play the match because that's kind of how good I am. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, just really, I I thought to myself, wow, I'm not really good at anything. Like really, I, I thought I, I'm not smart. I'm not good at sports, or any of the things that my peers are good at. And, and I really thought to myself this. I said, "Well, I'm probably not going to be much in life. I'm probably just going to like be below average, make it somehow. Even though I feel like you know, I know this God. I know who He is. But but I feel like God. Oh, what can I offer you? Like I'm I'm weak. Like I recognize." I really recognize how weak I am. And I share all of this, and it's hitting home. <laughs> I'm sharing all of this because such is, this is how it was with Peter. This is how it was with the rest of, the, rest of those fishermen. They're these weak men, the lowest of the low. The world doesn't care about them. What do they have to offer? They're not a smart pharisee or elder sitting at the council who now have all the torah memorized who studied under whoever what do they have to offer yeshua and he says you follow me and so at school i wasn't good at anything but i had one prayer i said god use me as your instrument that's all I did. I said every day, God, use me as your instrument. God, use me as your instrument, God, because if, if you don't show up in my life, like what am I gonna do? Who am I gonna be? What, 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 what profit is there in my life if you don't show up in it? And you're like, Petey, why are you crying? I'm crying because he's glorious. I'm crying because everything I'm talking about, he answered. I'm crying because His power is not just to save you and get you into heaven, but it's to get heaven inside of you so that you can become a light of this world as the disciples were, to change it and turn it upside down. He is not weak. We are. But He is strong in us. But do you actually believe that? Do you actually believe that He is who He says He is? because it's easy to come to church and pretend. It's easier to come to church and pretend that He is. But, but when things get real in life, when we go home, when we, when we go through our day, and when we're sitting in a boardroom, or when we're in the classroom, or wherever we are, that's when it's really real. When we're around people who don't say they believe the same we do, that's when it's really real. When we're standing before a council like the the disciples did and they need to have a word, but Yeshua, the Holy Spirit speaks to them and says, you don't have to prepare a word because I will put my words in your mouth. Do we have that trust that he is gonna do that? And, And not only that, but when that moment arrives, do we have the boldness to open our mouth and believe that he is about to put his words there? because the most wonderful things happen when we just open our mouth or when we just take the step and we have no idea what's going to happen except that we know he's good that is what it means that is the beginning of what it means to walk in the holy spirit and so i am so grateful god made me as weak as i am (laughs) because it means that i was forced from such a young age to trust in him and realize that I can't bring much to the table. There's a scripture I wanna read to you here. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Romans 12, verse three, verse eight, he says, for I say, though the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt with each one a measure of faith. Ultimately, God has come to us and he has promised a resurrected body to us all, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't done the work of the resurrection in us already. See, he has called us to, be, to live as a resurrected people who has been spiritually resurrected as if, Christ lives in us because He does. See, He says here. I want to read this as well to you. Uh, Galatians two, verse twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I want to repeat this. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. I mean, like, do you understand? Like, He's 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 really like being serious right now. Like, Christ lives in me he's in there yeah and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son who loved me and gave himself for me one day I was invited to uh, share a uh, well it was a university project as I was studying and I was invited to share my project to the class I remember standing there and be, well just before I went up I asked the Lord I said father this is a mundane project God there's like nothing I can like how can I work your name in here this is like God nothing this is a secular project but Lord let it just when I speak oh God when I just speak about this thing that is not a spiritual matter Lord somehow let your Holy Spirit just move and let these secular you know classmates let them just experience you by this and you and you know to be honest it sounds kind of like how is god going to do that like what does that even look like and and so i just go into faith and and i just and i'm like god i'm weak help me and god puts his strength in me and i give a a a this project i presented and after that a friend of or a classmate comes to me and he's not a believer and he says to me this he says pd I don't know what it is, man, but you just like glowed when you spoke. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, thank you. Like, praise God, you know. And then a few months later, he becomes a believer. And and, it, and I'm not saying like it's because he just saw my speech, but but what I'm saying is that he saw something and my other friend who is a believer started talking with him more and more and more and eventually led that man to the Lord and he came to the Lord recognizing that there is something in these other friends and classmates I have where they have Yeshua and I need what they have. And you see, so you ask, like, how can I be a vassal how can I be used when I'm not a preacher or when I'm not a, you can be used wherever you are if you're willing to believe that he can move in and through you even in those situations because his spirit is the one who changes the heart. It's not by my words. It's not by what I say. It's about the spirit of the Lord who works on your heart sitting here while I speak because the anointing follows our lives if we are filled by his spirit and or. Radical enough to just believe that he will move as we speak and as we work and as we pray for others. And so ultimately, brothers, and sisters, I, I want to ask you now, consider it, consider what your weakness is, consider what is the thing that I struggle with, you know, for me personally, my biggest thing is, okay, please just believe me when I say this, my, my biggest struggle, my biggest weakness, my disability was speaking in front of people. Okay. And so that was the biggest thing I had to surrender to the Lord, coming in fear and trembling before man, as I feared them so much but going up even without a plan and seeing him deliver me in the midst of that. Sometimes if you wanna see your deliverance come from your weakness and the thing that you feel weak in, then go in action, Shema, Israel. So what, do you feel greedy? Well, give radically. When you feel like you struggle to learn and get the word into your head, well, start to teach someone. You say you, you struggle to, to, to have empathy, give encouragement. What is it that you struggle with? Step out in faith and believe that he can empower you by the Holy Spirit, not by not by because you study so much and because you this or that so much by your own strength, you're always gonna be weak. rely on him. And then you will start to see him move in your life in greater ways and touch people in greater ways as you step out on the water. For every, if we want to talk about the Holy Spirit, we we want to talk about like spiritual gifts and the amazing giftings He's given us, you know, we have speaking in tongues, you know, that weird one, and, uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, interpreting of tongues, and we have the gift of healing, we have the words of knowledge, we have the words of wisdom, the one that all the Messianics have, they're all wise, you know. you know we have all of these gifts uh, the gift of discernment and and all of them they're really like all of them are kind of uncomfortable like all of them are kind of they, they call us to do things that we in our flesh just don't want to do oh I need to go pray for someone but what if I for healing but, but what if they don't get healed and how will I then look Or or oh I need to speak in tongues but what if it's what if it's just my flesh making stuff up and it's not actually the, the, the Lord who's speaking and oh I have an interpretation but what if that's just my mind making stuff up and it's not actually from the spirit or, or I have a prophecy you know what if I get it wrong in this way or that way Or well, I have a word of knowledge what if I'm not if I don't have knowledge uh, oh I have a word of wisdom but what if I'm not wise. You see how we think about these things how fleshly that is it's is okay yeshua calls us to do this do this impossible thing which all of these that i just mentioned are are impossible things for mankind to do but he says you go you just go and do it it's like okay okay um how you know and and he doesn't actually like i don't know if you've read like acts and like they say it happens but it doesn't really say like okay but but how, like, did they hear the Lord speak? Or, or how did they know to go and pray for that one to be healed? And, and how, how, how? We have all these questions. But see, I want to submit that it was simply in the, the doing that it happened. They didn't sit at home zooping themselves up and trying to figure out, okay, how, like, and I'm not saying there's no such thing as discipleship, but I'm saying that there is such a thing as I don't know what the word is yet, but I know my heart's burning and I need to get it up there and I need to grab the mic and I need to speak it. And I believe that he's gonna like just speak through me the moment I do. And that's walking on water and that's kind of scary. That's like, whew. Or there's this person there, they're sick I've never done that before. I've never prayed for anyone. I've never seen them healed. But I just—I just like my heart's burning right now. I need to just go. And I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to look like. But, but He does know. He is the only one whose perspective matters. He's the only one whom I'm out to please. What else really matters? Oh, I—I I want. I have to. I—I I have. I feel like there's something bubbling up in me and I and I feel like maybe this is the gift of tongues but I'm scared what if it's not what if I'm well why don't you just surrender your tongue and see what happens and stop trying to control everything see because we want to control everything what we end up doing is we say God I want to control this sorry Holy Spirit you're not welcome in this place of my heart But see, he said, if you want to follow me, you need to pick up that, that cross. You need to imitate Yeshua. Yeshua went to pick up a cross. He dragged it across Jerusalem and he was nailed to it. And you ought to do the same. You ought to crucify the flesh so that you can die to yourself and rise with Christ as a new creature who's not concerned with the opinions of men anymore or anything else but that you are preoccupied with his thoughts for you what he wants from you what he desires and trusting that Lord I don't know what this looks like or how to do it but I'm going to step out in humility because when you do it in humility nothing can go wrong and as I do Lord I'm going to trust that you're going to teach me see the best way to learn is by the holy spirit who has been sent as our teacher who will teach us all things he was talking about spiritual matters which even even the greatest men would not be able to teach you how can i teach you what the voice of the lord sounds like unless you hear how can i teach you what the voice of my mom even sounds like if you've never met her it is by you meeting her speaking to her that you're like wow I recognize you next time you hear her speak you recognize her voice but how can i describe that to you you need to know him you need to spend time in his presence you need to develop that fruit in you otherwise you're going to go to your default which is what to be in the flesh to point the finger to criticize and may i just say i hope you guys know what you've got here in this fellowship I hope you recognize this I was just sitting there in, wor- in the worship time and and I just I just I just know how present the Father is here and how much he delights in this fellowship and I hope that you cherish and honor your leadership and your servants in this place who are allowing this to happen. Because really, there's not many places like this and I've been around in the US, trust me. There's not many places like this. Do not just be quick to point the finger. Do not be quick to shake the finger at whatever, but be humble and meek and ask the Lord to show you and open your heart and eyes to what he is doing. And I know John, if. I know John is so loving that if you even had a complaint that he would listen but I'm saying be be Yeshua and even that as we have grace on one another and in all things I want you to take a moment with me and open to Galatians chapter 5. now I'm going to read to you some of these fruits of the flesh and I want us to take look when we read these I know you've all read this before but when we read these i want to dig a little deeper because these words have become mundane to us we've read it a hundred times we've lost it's even lost its meaning to us as i read them though i want to first skip to the end of what these words mean verse 21 let's just go there for one for one second he mentions envy drunkenness orgies and things like these i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god Okay, so I'm, I'm just reading that first because I want us, want us to recognize what we're about to read, that these things that he, Paul is writing to this church of Galatia, who are Christians, who are people who believe, he's saying, to you are right. And I say, if you practice these things, you can call yourself whatever you want. You come to come to church every Saturday or Sunday or any day of the week you want. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna do these things, you will not have an inheritance in the coming kingdom. Okay, so let's read it. Galatians 5:16. I say walk by the Spirit. Verse 16. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. Who's ever, who's felt that way? Who's, who's wanted to do something, but it's like there's this part of you that's keeping you from doing what you want to do. You know what is godly. You know what is right, but there's this part of you that's preventing you from that. Paul writes himself and he said, I have struggled with that. But that is the flesh. That is the carnal mind, hostile to God. And he is calling us, to lay, lay it aside and to bury it. Now he says this, uh, verse 18. If you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, okay. impurity. And by the way, that word impurity is the word in Greek pornea, pornea. It means harlotry next word he says to abstain from his sensuality that's asylgia in greek it's to throw off all sexual restraint the first three things he mentioned all have to do with sexual desires that are outside the covenant of marriage that the father has given to us to us as his people and he's saying if you if you go and you watch pornography every night if you go home and you you look at women with lust in your heart and you do not put a guard before your eyes to make a covenant with your eyes. If you go and you, 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 you put off restraint when you scroll through TikTok or when you scroll through your Facebook shorts, Yeshua said, it is better for you to cut off your hand and enter into the kingdom without one than to enter into hellfire with both. This is not PD speaking, okay? This is not my opinion. Yeshua is saying, what is it that is causing you to stumble if it's your phone? Well, throw it away and get a dumb one. (laughs) It's better for you to enter, (laughs) hallelujah, it's better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with a dumb phone than with a smart one. And for some of us, I'm serious, that's needed. Is it really worth it? Ask yourself, is it really worth it? What, what's the cost to this? Because Yeshua said it's the cross. Yeshua said it's dying to yourself. Some of us, we're gonna need to give things up on the way, but I promise you that it's gonna be worth it for this relationship. It's gonna be worth it when you're in this world and you're not gonna be worried as to, is he backing me? Cause last night I was watching porn again. You don't want that. You don't want that between the two of you anymore. <laughs> okay, Paul goes on. I want to read further. In Galatians verse uh, 5, verse 20, and he says this. The next one, he says, idolatry, this fruit of the flesh, idolatry. And then he says, sorcery. Now, I know for most of us, we think about idolatry. And we're like, oh, well, Peter, I'm good on that one. I don't have any idols in my house. Isn't that what the ancients did? Or, oh, Peter, you know, yeah, sorcery. You know, I don't have tarot cards. We threw that out long ago. We don't have any Harry Potter in our house. So, you know, we're good on that one. But I want to read to you something the prophet Samuel said about those things. And he said this, uh, 1 Samuel 15, 23. Rebellion, rebellion is this as the sin of divination stubbornness is as idolatry to be stubborn to say it's my way my way lord i want it to happen my way the way i want it to be i don't want to do this god i don't want to go to church today I don't want to go and walk in this spirit in this way or that way that you're calling me to do God. I don't want to obey your law, whatever it is. He's saying you have an idol in your life. You are your God. You have made yourself your God because you have elevated your desires above his, or, or you, you know, you, you, we talk about uh, divination and sorceries, but at the end of the day, if we are rebellious, We are doing, we're practicing witchcraft. That is what witchcraft is. And then we wonder why oppressions and demons, may I dare say, enter our lives. It's easy to see that, oh yeah, that guy, he just did some like Satanism. Well, you and your rebellion do the same. So let's be careful as to how we live our lives so that it is honorable in fruits of the spirit and not the flesh next one he says is hatred and really hatred is the root of that is unforgiveness when you have not forgiven your brother your sister your enemy for that matter and you live in that place you will hate them for what they have done against you yeshua said that if you're not willing to forgive your brother or your sister then the Father, our Father in heaven will not forgive you. Now, I mean, I, I know we've all heard that, but have we thought about what that really means? Like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a scary thought to me because, like, He is in heaven right now. His throne is there. Angels are singing, bowing down with their faces before Him, and at the same time, He's right here in this aisle. But we're all going to die and face Him face to face, and when i'm in that moment i don't know what it's going to be like maybe there'll be a long queue and and you know i'm going to see my turn come and as i'm standing in that queue i don't want to have to think i never forgave my brother or sister or enemy i don't want to have that thought in my mind when i'm about to face him because i know what yeshua said about that i don't want to stand before him and hear i cannot forgive you you wicked servant because you never forgave your servant. You never, for, you never forgave the debts of the one who had debts towards you while I forgave all of yours. Well, I forgave you and, and, and showed you an example. We forgive because he did. We forgive because even though we deserve death through our sin and debt to him, he has wiped us clean of all, all of that. And he says, I expect you to walk the same. That is what He has called us. So there is nothing, no unforgiveness that is worth holding, holding on to. So I want you, as I'm speaking about these things, I want you to really dig deep in that heart of yours. Because if you, I want you to walk in the Spirit. But we have to remove these obstacles today, tonight. This is your day. The Holy Spirit will deliver you once and for all if you're going to be willing to say lord no more of this i am going to die to myself and humble myself before you next we read there in verse 20 after hatred he says strife that is to quarrel that is to bring divisions then he goes further and says jealousy when you desire doubt your brother or sister has and why did the Lord bless them why didn't he bless me that way jealousies fits of anger when you cannot control that emotion of anger the Lord has given us the righteous emotion of anger to be angry over when there is unrighteousness taking place but that is absolutely controlled As when Yeshua threw over tables, he knew exactly what he was doing. He was in the spirit, doing it for the glory of the Father, as a teaching to all. He did not have fits of uncontrollable rage. If you have fits of rage, tonight is your night for freedom, so that your children would no longer suffer under your ruling while you have fits of rage and and while you're not ruling well in gentleness, I'm speaking to men here in gentleness, in humility, in kindness, in patience. He goes on and he says now uh, rivalries, dissensions, that is, heresies, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warned you as i warned you before that those who do such will not inherit the kingdom and if you read those as we have now you'll find three categories of sin really sexual sins sins that are not committed against anyone but your own body then sins against god such as idolatry that is rebellion sorcery that is to be stubborn or sins against fellow brothers and sisters The jealousies the divisions the gossips the slanders and all of these things this is what it means to love the lord's regard of all your heart mind soul and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself the golden rule that which yeshua said is the greatest commandment all of these all of these stumbling blocks these fruits of the flesh if you can love the lord and your neighbor you will not fall into these And so, let me end with this, the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Yeshua have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to submit to you, dear brothers and sisters, that Yeshua is calling us to a place of radical consecration. If we're going to call ourselves the law keepers, if we're gonna call ourselves observant observant of the Torah if we're gonna say God we are the example of righteousness the light on the Hill though that's that sign for all to see that Yeshua is among us then let us make sure that these things cannot even be named among us these fruits of the flesh but let us be known like imagine if 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 like when the disciples when they were seen the pharisees and the Sanhedrin and all of these leaders they it's they said among themselves these men we don't know who they are they're common men but they've been with Yeshua I want to be like when I'm I want to be in his presence so much that when others see me and my works and my fruits that they say I don't know anything about this man he looks weak he knows like like who is he but he looks like he's been with Yeshua how glorious of a witness would that be and that's what I believe can be done not by my strength not by my power but by the spirit of God when I surrender completely and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do two things now we're gonna pray and then I'm gonna ask you as you sit here I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable here I've been vulnerable (laughs) and I'm asking you to be vulnerable with me here tonight because father wants to heal some of you deeply and if I've if I've spoken about something that maybe you've never even thought about it before but that you identify in yourself I want you to be vulnerable in this family tonight and I want you to consider coming to the father and saying Lord set me free save me so that I can be used by your Spirit the way you use Yeshua and the rest of the disciples father I thank you Lord for this fellowship Lord Father, I thank you for just these people that you have placed here and their hearts father to just to love you and love your Holy Spirit and to worship you of all that they are but father we recognize that our flesh sometimes has a say in our life. That we have given it dominion, that we have given it control when we ought not to have. That we have lacked self control, lacked gentleness, patience, kindness, and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit that you have given to us to exhibit to our friends, family, spouses, and the rest of the world. Father, we repent right now of all of our sins of all of our transgressions when we have failed to walk like Yeshua walked father I ask Holy Spirit that you would come into this place right now and just convict with the sword of the spirit father I pray that you would pierce as deeply and thoroughly as needed our hearts to expose every darkness to expose every uncleanness, everything that has come in because of trauma, sin against us, against uh, people who have betrayed us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would come. And, and I just see, even as I'm just praying, I just see that the Lord says, there are some of you who are sick physically, and I want to heal you, But you will. but I want you to come and be healed spiritually i want you to become set free with that thing that is in your heart that you have been traveling with all these years and i want to set you free from that so i can finally unlock the chain around your flesh to heal your body physically as well father i pray lord that you would come with your holy spirit and indwell every one of us to raise us up adults and young people as a generation to become a light to this world like never before, like those who have go- gone before us have prayed for. Father, I pray, Lord, for this Holy Spirit that you've given us, this person of the Spirit that you've given us, that you would come and just give us a boldness to walk on the water and step out in faith, to open our mouth and speak, to lay our hand and to believe for the greater thing. We pray this in the name of yeshua the king amen and so now i would like you if this was you leaders first and and any elders please come forward and but if, if this was you if i've been speaking and there was one thing or another that i've spoken about and you want to be free and i'll ask you to come forward right now and i just want you to lift up your hand if this is you father right now lord we just come to you. Holy Spirit King Yeshua Creator of Heaven and Earth Yeshua I just thank you that you're right here right now that you're standing beside each and every one of us Lord I just thank you for your hand on our shoulders and that you are the one it's not by us praying but it is by your prayers your intercessions Yeshua to the Father your you as mediator you as the blood that was spilled for us Father, Yeshua, I thank you for your power to right now in this moment set free. And so, Yeshua, we repent right now. We repent of our iniquities, our fruits of the flesh. Yeshua, right now, come and trim us. Come and every rotten fruit, every, every diseased fruit, everything that is not of you we surrender to you right now and we ask that you would come and heal that you would come and make our tree new that you would give us new life that you would plant us by a living river of water that you would give us a drink of new water Father I pray right now Lord we we give our our jars that we have tried to fill with our own stuff we lay that at your feet and we ask Lord we want nothing else but your living water we want we want to surrender all things of this world right now we don't want any of the distractions and the temptations of the enemy we reject Satan in the name of Yeshua we reject the sorceries we reject the 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 bondages that he has, the shackles that he's trying to put on us. And so, in the name of Yeshua, right now, I break off every chain in the name of Yeshua, every demonic spirit that has tried to insert itself in our families. Right now, I break that off in the name of Yeshua. Father, I thank you for breaking free the se- bonds of sexual sin right now in the name of Yeshua. Every chain right now, we break off. We speak to greed in the name of Yeshua. Greediness of whether it's finances, whether it's with our own lives, our own desires, lifting it above what God has called. We speak to every spirit of greed now in the name of Yeshua. And I command that to leave. Father, I thank you for giving us new life in even just how we carry ourselves before others in boldness, and that spirit of fear I cast off in the name of Yeshua that spirit that has kept us bound fearful of men to not do what God has called us to do to not believe for what he has called us to believe to believe for his promises Father, I thank you right now God that you put new faith that you put a gift of faith in this congregation to believe for the impossible and not say but 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 with our fleshly mindsets and ideas. Father, I thank you, God, that you still heal the sick, that you still cast our demons and bring deliverance. And we will not, we will no longer say, we will not worry, we will not say this cannot be done. This is too big of an issue. Father, we surrender this to you. We surrender this 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 fellowship, this 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 what what you're doing in this place to you, and we ask that you would have your way no matter what we think of that, no matter what we want. And so right now in this time of prayer, I want you to please come up to anyone here in the front and I want you to confess your sins and I would like you to let them pray for you.